Hello, friends and family. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Totally Kind of Okay podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Joy Bankhead, and thank you for joining me today. Thanks for taking your time out to listen to this podcast. If you're not an OG here, I used to sing my intros. <laughs> I didn't have intro music. Now I have intro music thanks to my baby brother. He's an amazing um, artist. He creates his own music and he does it all on GarageBand on his phone. Um, but he created our intro music, so shout out to you. Thank you. Um, but I used to sing like I'd be like um, that's just an example. Uh, but yeah, we're all grateful that I have intro music so I don't have to use my terrible singing voice. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, you might be like, well, what am I getting myself into? Um, today I'm doing totally kind of okay. And I always say that because obviously we're totally kind of okay. Today I'm actually doing like, I guess, totally good, totally okay and kind of good. I'm totally okay and kind of good. I woke up really early at 5 a.m. I was having the craziest dreams and it, they were wild, like, oh my gosh, just very vivid. And the birds were chirping and I could not go back to sleep. Even though I turned on a sound machine, I usually sleep with the sound, like, sound machine noises. I listen to the waves and brown noise. Um, if you have trouble sleeping, like I highly recommend listening to a sound machine, like figure out what sounds are soothing to you, whether it's rain or brown noise, white no white nose, white noise, green noise, pink noise. Why does that sound so funny? Noise, noise, noise. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't go back to sleep, so I just got up and I started working on my dreams. I started working on the podcast and creating another episode for you guys. And I also wrote, um, did some writing. So that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. And then I was really tired at like 930. So I went back to sleep till 11am. And then I got up and went got ready and made breakfast and went to work. And then I went to work till six o'clock came home, played catch with my dogs, uh, read a book outside because it was really nice outside, and read a book for about half an hour and then came inside and did a quick 12-minute workout. And now I'm here recording this. So it's like 8.30 at night and yeah, it feels really good to be living my dreams and recording this podcast and just fitting it into the pockets of my day. So that's, I just, I don't know if that was boring or interesting to you. You can send feedback to us, the emails in the show notes, but it's just totally kind of okay at gmail.com. Um, that's a typical day for me. I mean, I don't typically wake up at 5am, but that's typically how my day goes. I wake up take the dogs for a walk, go to get ready, go to work, whatever. Um, so yeah, 
it's totally okay if if that's all you do and you don't do a lot but you get your workout in eat some good food and you'll be totally kind of okay you might be wondering what you're doing here well this podcast is designed to improve your mental health after listening to each episode we talk about real life experiences with mental health issues and disorders most of them being mine We discuss mental health treatment, tools you can apply to your life today, and healthy habits that improve your overall health, mental, physically, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. I personally share my struggles and victories I've had with my mental health after being diagnosed 11 years ago with bipolar type 2, and then seasonal depression, generalized anxiety, ADHD, and most recently, marijuana addiction. This episode is about my sobriety from marijuana for the past year. I actually quit smoking weed last year, almost exactly a year ago. It's like, it's July 24th and I quit on 7222. Wait, 7222. Yeah, I quit July 2nd, 2022. Well, actually, I quit the day before. July 2nd, 2022 was my first day of sobriety from marijuana and I'll talk about what it's like to be off of marijuana now and why I will continue to not use marijuana and I'll do a separate episode on how I stay sober and the tools that I use to not use and while I was off marijuana I was still drinking alcohol so I wasn't technically like sober I keep saying I'm sober but I'm just basically sober from marijuana and not like completely off of all drugs. (laughs) I still drink alcohol, but I don't drink that often. I'm actually going to be doing a whole episode about my drinking alcohol and I actually only do it about two to three times a month. Um, But I did recently quit drinking, very recently, just on the 11th, so about two weeks ago, and my first day of real sobriety from alcohol and drugs was um, the 12th. Uh, So I actually do plan on not drinking the rest of the year. So I will fill you guys in on how that goes. Um, Yeah, I figured we have about six months, a little less, I guess like Oh my gosh, a little more than five months left in the year. And I'm just trying to be as healthy as I can for the rest of the year. I'm cleaning up my nutrition. I'm working on my eating behaviors and habits. And I just figured, you know, alcohol is just kind of an unnecessary calorie adder. Like I'd rather eat my calories than drink my calories. Um, because, you know, you're not usually going to eat less food so you can drink more. I mean, unless that's what you do, but typically you're still going to eat the same amount of food and then drinking is added calories. So I figured I'd just cut out those extra calories just to be as healthy as I can and to eat more food, eat more healthy food. And, you know, I just thought it'd be a good reset for the rest of the year just to be sober completely and see what that's like because I've never done that. I quit drinking alcohol for a hundred days in 2019 
and but I was still smoking weed. <laughs> so I quit smoking weed, but I was still drinking alcohol. So now I'm going to do both and I'm going to see what it's like to be completely sober. Um, but yeah, this episode, I'll talk about what it's like to not be using marijuana. We start every episode with an affirmation and I think affirmations are useful and powerful because when you start telling yourself th- different things, you start to believe different things about yourself and about the world around you. And today's affirmation, every affirmation is always based on the episode and I will say the affirmation, then we'll repeat it three times together and I'll say it pretty slow so you can say it with me. The affirmation for today is, I am thriving and living my best life. I just wanted to, I put an exclamation mark to emphasize that. So let's say that three times together. I am thriving and living my best life. I am thriving and living my best life. I am thriving and living my best life. Now let's get into episode 18, the topic of today. I'm going to discuss what it's like being off of marijuana for the past year. I wanted to start with the bad. So there's good things and bad things, mostly good. And um, I guess the worst thing is like losing friends. I didn't even put that on my notes for today, but I was trying to think of like what the worst thing is about quitting marijuana and I would say probably losing friends um I lost one friend I I mean I didn't have very many to begin with but um you know when one door closes another one opens and I'm hoping to make more healthy friends that are not using marijuana or any drugs and I would, so that's the worst thing I think about quitting marijuana or I would say any drugs probably because any drugs you're doing, you're probably using with other people who use drugs. And my counselor pointed out, my therapist said that when someone quits using a substance and the other people that you used to partake with are still using that substance, then there's some animosity that comes between you guys. And it's not that you don't like them anymore. It's that they don't really like you now because you're not doing what they're doing. And you're also showing them that you can be off of drugs and be doing good and living a good healthy life and they almost like get envious and jealous and they kind of feel like you're putting them down because they're still using drugs and you're not. So that is something that happened to me and you know too bad so sad. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm, I was sad about it, but I really moved past it. So the other bad things, one thing that bad that happened after I quit, and then I'll get to the good after the bad. And one thing was I stopped using one coping mechanism and returned to another. And this is very common with people who are addicts (laughs) and have addictions, whether it's a behavior addiction or a substance addiction, and often 
wants a substance user, like a drug addict, um, quits using drugs, they will often switch over to a behavioral addiction. So like people that stop using drugs might start gambling or they might engage in love addiction or sex addiction or shopping. Um, there's like all kinds of things for me in particular, my coping mechanism that I replaced smoking weed with was binge eating. And this is not like new, something new to me. Like I didn't just start binge eating out of nowhere after quitting smoking weed. And I don't know that I'm sure it happens, but I don't know if it would happen for everyone because typically weed makes you hungrier, typically, and makes you eat more. And so when you stop smoking weed, you usually end up eating less. Well, I ended up starting to binge eat. And I used to binge eat, um, like, for the past, like, I don't know, 20 years. (laughs) I don't know if you were expecting me to say 20 years, but I literally, so I used to have bulimia and so I would binge and purge. And then after I stopped purging, I would still binge. And then I, I struggled with weight gain and weight loss. And I started binge eating more recently within the past 10 years to use to cope with emotional eating and I had stopped purging at that point. And then last year in 2022, 2022, I between, well, okay, from mid 2021 to mid 2022, I was really focusing on nutrition and healthy habits and I was really cutting back on sugars, because that's another thing I have is like a sugar addiction. I would say I have like a food slash sugar addiction and then throw in some binging. (laughs) I got it all, baby. (laughs) I'm blessed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. (laughs) Um, You know, God gives all the, you know, To much who is given, much is expected. God has given me lots, and I'm not saying like it's God's fault. I'm saying God knew that I I needed to take on all these problems and issues so that I could work through them and I could learn myself how to get through them so I could teach other people how to also get through them. At least that's... What I think his plan is, that's what I'm planning on doing. That's literally, literally, that is what I'm doing right now. I am teaching you guys what I have learned because I learned to quit smoking weed and this is what I learned in the past year since I quit. And where was I going? Where was I going with that? I just wanted to say that I had been eating healthier till like mid 2022 and then that's when I quit smoking weed and then I did have some trauma triggers come up again with some family issues and that accelerated my triggers and I started using junk food and sweets and candy 
and binging late at night and also in the middle of the night. I would literally wake up in the middle of the night and eat like a, a pint of ice cream <laughs> um, or candy. Like that's a problem I know. I would, you're not supposed to buy the stuff if you're addicted to it. But it will, like I said, I replaced one addiction with another. So I was buying a bunch of candy and stuff that I would binge on. And so even if I would not do it very often, I would have it in the house. I mean, I think that's an oxymoron. I would, I would do it more often because I kept it in the house or AKA the trailer more often. And like I said, food was my new addiction. I used food to cope with uncomfortable feelings. I used it to numb out. And I also specifically like sugar because you get a sugar rush and a dopamine hit. Of course, it also spikes your blood sugar. So you kind of have a crash after that. But the initial feeling would at least numb me from the uncomfortable pain I was feeling. And now, once again, I'm learning to break my sugar addiction and cope with my feelings. And I'll talk about more about sugar addiction and food addiction in another episode, because I've already talked about it a lot now, and I want to move on. And the other bad thing about not smoking weed for the past year has been cravings. And cravings is just wanting to use and they're not necessarily like painful. They might be a little bit uncomfortable. And it's, I'm trying to think how this, to make this sound bad. <laughs> they are bad because, I mean, they trigger, they're triggers to do. And then if you don't have healthy coping mechanisms, you do other things like I just talked about. But I will say the cravings are annoying, I guess. It's kind of annoying because, I mean, I've quit for a year now, so my cravings come and go pretty quickly. And I know, like, I have certain triggers, like people, places, things, or times that um, will ignite or trigger those cravings. And I do mostly try to avoid those things or you like have other plans in place um, but it happens and I don't know how long that lasts because it's been a year and it still happens and it I will say they have gotten few and far between so I don't have like cravings all day, every day, like I did when I first quit. Like definitely it was much harder to deal with the cravings and they were much worse and kind of painful when I first quit. And I would say probably the first couple months it was like that. But they've gradually receded after a year and I don't get them very often and I will say another thing that is not so great is you feel like, or I, I should keep this in I terms, I, I guess I could say you if you're also identifying as a weed smoker with an addiction to weed, a pot smoker or a pothead, I, I, 
I used to identify as a pothead and now I am just me. I'm just me who happens to have smoked weed for over 10 years and now I quit for a year. And I felt like I was missing out a few times with friends and family who were still using it while I was with them. And like I said, I lost a friend, so I don't really hang out with that friend that uses anymore. I do have a couple friends that still use it, um, but one of them moved away and one of them I don't really hang out with much anymore. Although I think when we do hang out, I don't think they will use it around me, um, just out of respect. And it does, like, so that, that's, there's so many good things, but a bad thing is, like, you do feel that kind of, like, longing, like, you're missing out. Okay, so now for the good, the good, the bad, the ugly. What would be ugly about quitting smoking weed? I feel like I've gotten prettier, actually, since I quit smoking weed. I feel like my skin looks better, and I think smoking weed was aging me. I'm like, I'm pretty old guys. <laughs> no, I'm not old at all. I'm, um, I guess I'll disclose my age. Um, cause I don't, I don't want, I want you guys to guess how old I am. Cause that's what I make everybody do. And people usually guess that I'm in my twenties, but I'm actually in my thirties. And I feel like I'm getting better looking now that I'm not smoking weed. So that's a good thing. That wasn't even on my list, but that's a good thing. And the first thing I could think of when I thought of what's good about this past year and quitting weed is that I feel more things. I feel I have so many feelings. <laughs> Lots and lots of feelings, and I can really feel them. <laughs> I know I'm so gifted. Uh, <laughs> whether it's highs or lows, I feel more, and my capacity for emotions has grown. Even with trying to numb and avoid certain unpleasant feelings, I do feel more expressive. Yeah, I'm more expressive and I can tolerate. I think my tolerance for um, discomfortable, is that a word? Discomfortable? Discomfort? Oh my, <laughs> discomfortable, uncomfortable and discomfort. My tolerance for discomfort has increased, even though if you talk to my therapist. Um, she might disagree because I'm constantly talking about how I am avoiding my sad, lonely feelings. <laughs> I'm in a really goofy mood tonight. Um, I just feel like I need to be to get through this because <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of tired from waking up at 5 a.m. And I really want to get this recorded. So I feel more human. I think 
being human means we have a spectrum of emotions and being human means we have highs and lows and because I'm experiencing that more I just feel like it it feels it feels like I'm trying to think of the word uh, la, 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 la. engaged I feel more engaged and in touch that's what I was gonna say too I feel more in touch with my emotions and it makes me feel more alive. Oh, that's another. I should have looked at my notes. I feel more alive because I feel more human. And one amazing thing is that I'm more in the moment. So I'm more present and I can be just be like B-E, just be. And I enjoy being in nature more because I can be present and be in the moment rather than having to feel high and when you feel high it might feel good but you're not feeling the other things like that's what I want to tell people who are still smoking weed to just feel high like you're missing out on feeling so many other things besides high that is huge that's why I was just like talking about feeling more feelings for like five minutes because it's amazing how much more like expansive and um enthralling like passionate your life is because you feel more things and it's just it's amazing like you just enjoy what you're doing way more because you're sober like it's like you can actually like discern like feelings and process them like processing feelings is something you can do when you're not smoking because when you're smoking and getting high like processing feelings is not non-existent like it doesn't happen like you might think like oh you if you're like a hallucinating you might think that's happening but really it's just it's an avoidance and I'll talk more about that too in general I'm happier so that's also another good thing that about quitting I feel happier in general even though I went through depression for about six months from November to April I still even through that depression I still felt more happier moments than I have in my past depression depressive um, episodes and I'm more present with myself and with my friends and family I already said this but I feel not just more present in the moment by myself but also with my friends and my family like I feel more able to um, pay attention to them what they're saying I can interpret their emotions better I can like just feeling close to them feels better um I will say one thing I still struggle with is silence and I don't like 
I don't like to have silence very often. Like if I'm doing something that is like mindless, I'm either listening to a podcast or listening to music. And so that's something that I'm practicing having more moments of silence and just being more comfortable with silence. But without marijuana, I feel more comfortable with being around people. And if it's somebody who is uncomfortable to be around, I'm feeling more uncomfortable to be around them and I don't want to be around them. There is someone in particular in my life that is uncomfortable to be around because they're just chaotic and they just dump all their garbage on you and just expect you to be a part of their chaotic BS. Like it's honestly BS because they are living a life that is unhealthy and <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going way too into this, but I, I basically have, I hate saying this, but I basically have cut that person out of my life for the time being until I, f until further notice, basically. Like, I don't know. It's weird not being in contact with this person, but it's been because I'm more in touch with who I feel comfortable and who I don't feel comfortable around, I'm feeling so much more secure and better about myself by not having this person in my life. And I wasn't, oh my gosh, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I guess just talking about my fam, well, friends and family, you know, it's, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. And I just enjoy being with people more. I'm really a people person. I'm, I would say I'm mostly an extrovert. I definitely enjoy time alone and I do feel like I need alone time now to recuperate. Prior to being single and being alone, I would say I was like completely an extrovert and always wanted to be around people. But at the end of my marriage, which ended a few years ago, um, we had particular we had people over all the time and I was noticing like I just wanted to be alone sometimes and then I got used to being alone being single and living on my own and now I enjoy being alone but I also like without smoking weed and not being high I enjoy being around people more um, another good thing is my family is happier and proud of me and that feels really good. Just their reassurance and their validation and the support they give me. Um, they, I would say, I, I mean, I'm speaking on their behalf, but I would say that they enjoy being with me more because I'm not zoning out at the kitchen table like, uh, uh, like, hello, Tiffany, who's there? Um, and I'm not falling asleep on the couch while watching a movie, which happened at least once that I can remember. And some of my family was really concerned about, um, <laughs> if I was okay, they literally thought I was like, something was wrong with me because I was passing out. But I was just super stoned uh, because I would smoke dabs and dabs are really strong. And the other good thing I want to say, and then I'll talk next about uh, why I will continue to not use marijuana. But the last good thing I want to say is that I have more money and 
because I was able to save more money, I was able to take the trip of a lifetime that I had in January to Thailand. I went to Thailand for 11 days and it was just bananas. It was breathtaking. <laughs> I was literally trying to think of that. It was breathtaking. Um, amazeballs. Um, just, I mean, I can't really describe it because it was something that I've never experienced before and it was literally on my bucket list. And I got to do it just six months after quitting smoking weed. And the only way I was able to do that was because I saved money because literally I was spending like three to four hundred dollars per month on marijuana and all the different shenanigans that go along with that. And um, yeah, it was because I saved that money, I went to Thailand and it was so cool and guess what guys I didn't even use weed in Thailand and it's legal there it literally was legal and they sold it at like all the bars and there was like smoke shops and stuff everywhere and I didn't use it I was pretty proud of myself because like it was only five six months after I quit and so I was like wow I am totally so good at this sober girl thing, not using weed, but <laughs> like I said, I was still drinking. So even though I wasn't smoking weed in Thailand, I did have some drinks, but I only got drunk like one time. Okay. Maybe twice. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk more about drinking on the next episode. And I will say I also have more money saved. Um, for now, we don't have really any like sponsorships or ads on the podcast. So I just want to really quick plug uh, my other business that I do have, which is um, helping people get healthier overall, physically and mentally. And one way to get healthier and have better mental health is to focus on your mindset, nutrition, and to start exercising. So I sell a program. It's like an online library of health, I call it, because it promotes these three things, mindset, nutrition, and exercising. And it's like an all-in-one package and you get a one-year subscription. And it's literally the thing that's changed my life because I've been doing these workouts for the past six years, almost six years. And now I'm following the nutrition program and the nutrition programs are life-changing as well. That's how I lost over 40 pounds from 2021 to 2022 and if I would have stuck to the nutrition program I would have continued to lose weight but like I said you know I'm not perfect and when I quit smoking weed I went to back to binge eating and so you know now I'm back at it I'm back on the nutrition program I've lost a few pounds in the past few weeks I'm feeling so much better it's helping me cut down on my sugar cravings and it's helping me maintain good mental health. Um, good nutrition and daily movement are so important to improving and maintaining good mental health. Having a healthy gut improves your brain and your hormone function. And exercise, as you all know, increases the feel-good hormones and decreases your stress. So my online library of health has 
three nutrition programs and they even have a program for pregnant women and there are thousands of workouts there's dozens of workout programs that are tailored for any kind of fitness 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 level um each workout has a modifier so if you're a beginner and you haven't worked out in a long time don't be scared don't be scared um the workouts are made for literally anyone. You can start as a beginner and do the modifications, and you can even modify the modifier if you're, you know, if you don't have much mobility, which when you have extra weight like I do, um, sometimes you got to modify because your weight restricts you. So in addition to working out, um, make sure you're eating right. Like I said, nutrition is important and that's what I've realized um, losing if I want to lose weight like I gotta have good nutrition so there's three programs and two of the nutrition programs you can even eat the birthday cake yes the real birthday cake not a gluten-free one not a sugar-free one not a low sugar one but actual birthday cake on the nutrition programs they don't drastically decrease your calories and they might even increase your calories and they don't cut out any food groups. So these nutrition programs are really made for anyone. Like I said, you can choose from three depending on your personal needs and goals. And the online library of health helps you exercise regularly. Oh, I forgot to mention, this is one of my favorite parts about it now is that they have mindset and med meditation videos. And that's key, like you got to change how you think about yourself if you want to make any improvements in your physical or mental health. You have to change what you think and what you believe. And so they have mindset videos from 2 to 20 minutes to, um, for, it's like personal development. So it helps improve your state of being and how your mind works. And then they have these meditations and oh my gosh, there's sound meditations that are like, it's like sound um, medicine and I use them to go to sleep and I fall asleep so quickly and I sleep so deeply. So if you'd like more information on my online library of health, um, go to my Instagram, Tiffany Joy Bankhead, and sign up in my, go to the link in my bio, and there's a sign up for my nutrition group, um, or you can email me, tiffbankhead at gmail.com, that's T-I-F-F-B-A-N-K-H-E-A-D at gmail.com. And I would love to help you get started or continue going on a health journey and getting healthier overall. Now let's talk about why, why I will continue to not use marijuana. My, the first thing, first and foremost, this podcast is all about mental health and I'm talking about my personal mental health and I will say since I quit using marijuana, my mental health has been so much better. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with being more aware of what is going on, whether that's good or bad, highs or lows. Like, I'm more cognizant of my issues. Um, I'm more aware of, like, when I'm struggling and I'm 
better capable of dealing with those struggles. And even despite the depression I went through, I still have better mental health than I did over the past 10 years. Like, I, I smoked weed for over 10 years. And ever since quitting, I would say my mental health has been better. I will say, all, also, I have been facing some of the biggest struggles I have gone through in my life not the biggest, but some of the biggest, and even going through these struggles, I am so much more mentally strong. I think getting through depression without using marijuana just showed me how strong I am, and it showed me that I can get through anything sober, and that was like, that was a big, um, I want to say ego boost, but it was a big boost in my confidence and my pride, like good pride and not like thinking, oh, I'm better than people, but thinking like, wow, I am amazing. Like I am so friggin' strong. I can get through anything and I don't even need to use marijuana or drugs to, uh, to cope. And of course, like I said, I do still have some addiction issues I'm working through, but I like, I'm going to get through it guys. And I will say I'm still going to therapy every other week. I go to therapy like twice a month and I've been doing that ever since I quit. I was actually going to therapy like three times a month when I first quit. And now I'm going twice a month just because of time and finances and stuff. But if I could afford it, which, um, I mean, I've just been working less recently. I've been working more part-time, but if I was working full-time, I would literally be going to therapy like every single week if I could, you know, have the extra money because I do have a copay. But <laughs> anyway, if, if you can't afford therapy, I wish we were sponsored by one of those, um, online therapies, but I will say look up group therapy because group therapy is cheaper. If you don't have insurance, sometimes they'll take cash pay. And the other thing is like online therapy is cheaper than, uh, the regular, like standard private practice in person. Another reason I will continue to stay sober from marijuana is that I can actually remember things. <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> crazy concept, right? Like literally being stoned and being on pot all the time is so bad, so detrimental for your brain and your memory. I recently learned that marijuana restricts blood flow in the brain, just like alcohol. And so your brain literally starts getting used less, less of it starts getting used and there's less blood moving to the different areas of your brain. And if they do a scan of your brain, it will look like there's holes in your brain. It doesn't mean cells are dying because people say, oh, you know, alcohol kills your cells. Dude, you have like you, you, millions of cells die every day in your body and millions of cells grow every day in your body. So, you know, when people sell, tell you it kills brain cells, just be like, 
dude, I have like millions of cells dying and growing every day anyway. Um, <laughs> that's just a silly thing. But the thing is, is the blood flow. It will not. So when, when the blood isn't flowing to certain parts of your brain, you can't access those parts or your ability that is within those different parts because each part of the brain does a different thing is restricted. And one thing that was really suffering when I was smoking weed every single day, multiple times a day, was my memory was suffering terribly. And my memory is not only coming back, but it's getting better. Like, I used to have amazing memory before I started smoking weed, and I had almost a photographic memory. Um, excuse me. <laughs> um, and now I lost that ability with from smoking weed for over 10 years, and now my memory is starting to get better. Also, if you didn't know this, just a side note, bipolar disorder is actually a degenerative disease, and so your brain is, is literally degenerating, um, getting worse as the uh, disorder gets progressively worse. So if you don't get treatment for bipolar, that's why a lot of people with bipolar end up with schizophrenia, because their brain is literally degenerating. And... So smoking weed with bipolar was doing me no favors, like not a single one. Like a lot of people say, oh, because I have anxiety, I smoke or I have, I feel depressed. So I use marijuana. It's like, no, it's, that's actually making your disorder much worse. And I should have, <laughs> like about Five years ago, I forget how long it's been, but four or five years ago, my psychiatrist, when I told confess, like confession hour to her, I told her a couple times that I was smoking weed and she was like way against it. She didn't want me to be smoking at all. She said she gave me some paperwork and basically was like, no, don't smoke weed. Like weed is so bad for you. And now I know why now, because I am recovering and I'm learning and I'm feeling the effects and the after effects of my decisions. Yeah. The other thing is that why I won't smoke weed again is that I'm not as flaky and I don't bail on plans as much. That's pretty straightforward. Like I, I still sometimes say I'm going to do something and then I don't do it. But it's, I'm way less flaky. Like, I used to bail on plans with friends or family, like, all the time because I wanted to get high. And I was like, I can't go do this if I'm high. So I'd rather go home and get high and just be stoned and blah, 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 like, feel so good. Blah, 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 blah. And. I would avoid like my life. I would avoid doing things because I wanted to get high and it like now I'm like it's so stupid, but it made sense at the time, but even then I I would like I feel bad and it feels bad to like bail on people and be flaky and not follow through with plans. And and now I do when I do that, I do feel bad and I'm like I'm I'm really working on 
um, sticking to what I say I'll do. Like my brother, my brother always tells me, don't tell me what you're going to do. Just do it. <laughs> so I am doing that more often. This kind of goes back to what I was saying about the good things about feeling more and being more in the moment. Uh, another reason why I won't can, or why I will continue to not smoke weed is because I'm learning. I'm still learning how to enjoy being by myself without any distractions. And that's what I said. Like I'm learning to and practicing being in silence more. And that is challenging. <laughs> like it is a challenge to sit and not have distractions. Like just think about it. Like I just was watching a show the other day and I was on my phone while I was watching a show or a movie. I think it was a show and a movie. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, why do I have to be distracted by my phone while I'm watching a movie? Like, why can't I just focus on the movie and enjoy it? Um, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I deleted, um, Instagram and Facebook off my phone. It's still on my iPad. I, I need to delete it off my iPad cause I need to like take a real social media break. But I was just like on Instagram way too much, just looking, being distracted. And it, I need to learn how to just be okay being with myself and enjoy being with myself. And I think that's something from using drugs for so long is that you're so used to just taking the easy way out and distracting yourself by using a drug. It's so easy to avoid being by yourself and enjoying not doing anything by just smoking weed or using a drug. And it's like, it is a way to just literally like put a pause on your life and just step away from, man, this is like making me emotional because it's like when you're using drugs and specifically weed, you're missing out so much on your life. You literally... And you don't even realize it. Like, that's the bad thing about marijuana is like, you think because you enjoy getting high and being high feels good. And I'm not going to lie, like being high feels good. That's why I still crave it. That's why I still get triggered and want to use marijuana because being high does feel good. But you're missing out on so much of your life by avoiding being in your life. Like marijuana takes you out of your life. It, my dog is breathing really heavy right now. And I'm like, I'm salivating because I'm like getting worked up. But I will say like one of the best things about not using marijuana and why I will continue to stay sober from marijuana is because I am in my life. No matter, I've said this like so many times, but no matter whether things are going good or things are going bad, I'm here and I'm dealing with it 
I may be sometimes like avoiding it or numbing it with other things, but I'm not leaving my life by getting literally like when I think of smoking, it's like clouds. Like, um, when I did dabs, it would be like this big, huge cloud of smoke. Right. And when you're smoking a pipe and stuff, it's like, you know, big cloud of smoke. And that's like, a cool quote unquote cool thing that smokers do is like how much um, smoke can you exhale and like can you do cool things with the smoke and it's like that smoke that cloud that you're exhaling is the cloud that's taking you away from your life it's taking you away from your dreams it's taking you away from people around you it's taking away from feeling and processing the real ish, you know, the real, real, it's taking you away from living a better life. It's taking you away from living a happier life. It's taking you away from, you know, being financially stable. It's taking you away from feeling better about yourself. Like you can my dog's drinking water. Hold on. <laughs> you can consider that cloud of smoke as your way of checking out. Checking in, checking out. You're checking out of what the heck is going on around you. You're checking out of turning inside. And that's what I'll say. Um, that's a huge thing. I think, like, I'm talking about clouds of smoke for marijuana because that's you know, what we're talking about right now, but what we're really talking about is any drug. Like, think about any drug. Like, that euphoric feeling is so fleeting. Like, it barely even lasts. Like, even me, I would do dabs. I would maybe feel the effects for, like, intense for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and then they gradually wear off over the next couple hours. But, like, it's fleeting. This... You're missing this moment of your life by checking out of it. So stop doing drugs, kids. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> All right, we'll get back on, on topic. Well, we are on topic, but we'll get back to my notes and what else I want to say because I still, I'm almost done. I only have a couple more points here. Uh, the other thing I was going to, say about learning to be myself without any distractions is I want to learn how to meditate more in silence because some most of the time when I meditate I'm using like a sound meditation or a guided meditation and I want to practice meditation more just in complete silence or like you know obviously there's going to be noises around you cars or nature whatever it is kids screaming dogs barking but just not having to have a device and listening to some sort of device. Yeah, that's something I want to learn. And so I won't smoke because I can't really do that. I can't really learn to be in silence and enjoy that if I'm being high and checking out. And I want to have more quiet time to read the Bible and um, read in silence and yeah, I like reading the Bible, but it's hard for me sometimes. 
and yeah I think oh what was I I wasn't thinking I was trying to think but I was not thinking reading the Bible like for me it takes a lot of focus and I couldn't do it when I was high so because I can't I want to read the Bible more I can't be high while I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> I think that would be technically um, not necessarily, maybe a sin. It'd be ironic, that's for sure, getting high and reading the Bible. <laughs> um, I forget what it was, I was going to say. Another reason I will not smoke weed anymore is because I have more time now. I have more time to do whatever I want, but specifically more time for hobbies and to clean the cleaning thing I was such a slob and so messy when I was smoking weed because because it's a demotivator an unmotivator it makes you less motivated to do stuff when you smoke weed so I would like make plans to like do all this cleaning and make my place look nice and feel good and then I would get high and I wouldn't clean. And now that I'm sober, I have a lot more time to clean. And it feels good. Like last night, this is just an example. I had planned on doing sweeping and mopping. And I was really tired. It was like 9.30 at night. And I was like, you know what? It will only take me like 20, 30 minutes. I can get it done fairly quickly. I'll listen to a podcast and I'll just do it real quick. And I did it. I cleaned at 9.30 p.m. And I picked up the place, swept and mop. And if I it was a year ago, I would not have done that because I would have been high. <laughs> I would have literally, instead of cleaning, I would have been like, well, let me go hit the bong again. Uh, let me go, uh, you know, avoid my life and avoid like if I just smoke I'm not going to feel bad about it being messy or being dirty because I'm not going to feel anything when I smoke and now like I do by nature like I'm just kind of a messier person so I do get kind of messy sometimes but not nearly as bad as when I was smoking because I didn't have time to clean because when you're high you get unmotivated to you to clean and to do things that are productive in general and I have more times for hobbies especially reading I have read I think like 12 or 13 books this year and I do listen to books on audio as well as read like on my Kindle and I have read um one paperback book this year but I like reading on my Kindle but that's something I couldn't do when I was high I couldn't read because I couldn't remember what I read <laughs> like I would try when I was high and stone I would try to read and then I would be like this is pointless because when I pick up the book the next day to read again I'm gonna not I'm gonna have forgotten everything I read the day before because I read while I was high. So that's something that I really enjoy. My dog's drinking water again. I'm so happy that I can read. Because I literally love reading. And I get to do it all the time now. Another thing I can do 
more is more activities like I said hobbies so I like to be outdoors and I can actually go places and drive places because I'm not under the influence like I can go to the lake whenever I want because previously last year I couldn't drive to the lake because I was high and if I did it'd be really scary because the road to the lake is very windy and there's no um, barrier between the two uh, separate ways of traffic and so there's no barrier to oncoming traffic and it's also on the side of a mountain <laughs> um, so that would be very scary and I did not want to drive stone to the lake because of that reason because it was literally dangerous like I would literally p be putting my life and other people's lives in danger if I was driving high to the lake and I guess that goes for driving anywhere but I mean when you're a stoner you kind of think that driving like <laughs> this is such a stoner thing you think that driving like around like places you're familiar with like your typical like to work or to your friend's house or to the the grocery store or to um like somewhere to get food to eat like a restaurant um dur you eat at a restaurant <laughs> or you get takeout at a restaurant um anyway you think when you're a stoner that just driving places that you already know is like okay because you're familiar and it's not as bad as driving drunk, but literally, you guys, and trust me, I'm so guilty of this. I did this all the time, but you can get arrested for driving high, stoned. You can get arrested for being under the influence while driving stoned, and it's it can be obvious that you're stoned because you might be going slower, you might be stopping when you shouldn't stop or going when you shouldn't go and um cutting people off because you have less depth perception like there's a lot of things that can happen when you drive high so please don't be like me do what i say not what i do or what i did i don't do it anymore do what i do now drive sober <laughs> um the last thing i'll say is that i am thriving not surviving I will not go back to smoking weed because I'm thriving. I'm not surviving anymore. When I was using a substance, I was I had a crutch and I was just literally surviving because I was living um I was living for the escape. I was living to avoid my life. And I didn't realize it when like this goes back to what I went on a rant about earlier is like when you're smoking you're avoiding and you're not in your life and I was living to avoid my life like I getting high was avoiding and if you're avoiding doing something and making a change it means you're surviving not thriving um my therapist told me this and it was like hit home she said if you're avoiding your feelings it means you're surviving and not thriving just think about it like 
uh, this all comes full circle to what I first talked about. I feel more feelings. And because I'm feeling more feelings, I am thriving. Before, when I was smoking and getting high, I was avoiding my feelings. And that meant I was just surviving. And now, look at me go. So, I challenge you today to quit. I, I'm seriously like, if you're listening to this, you're doing drugs or, you know, it could be an addictive behavior. I haven't really talked about that fully yet, but I've talked about quitting marijuana. I did three episodes on quitting marijuana and you can apply it to quitting any substance. Of course, there's different withdrawal effects and, and stuff like that, but the the basis of quitting a substance is pretty general, pretty broad, and you can apply what I talked about in ep- the the three episodes, part one, part two, part three. Um, I think they're episodes seven, eight, and 14, I want to say. Seven, eight, I think it's seven, eight, and 14 is part one, part two, part three of quitting marijuana. And I talk about how I quit, why I quit, what I did to quit, um, how I knew I had a problem. So if you're listening to this and you're, maybe you're listening just to support me, which thank you. I appreciate you. Um, maybe you're listening to this because you think somebody else, you know, has a problem. Go back to part two of quitting marijuana, where I talk about signs of addiction and how to know if you might have a problem or if somebody, you know, might have a problem with uh, marijuana. Like, so if you can relate to anything that I've been talking about in this episode, I challenge you to quit, make a plan, like literally it's not hard. Google YouTube. You have all the tools you need to learn how to quit, make a plant like, and make it soon. Don't put this off. You are not living your life to the fullest if you are using drugs or alcohol. You are not being the best version of yourself if you're using drugs or alcohol. You are missing out on the fullest of life. The best things in life are when you're not drunk or stoned. I am not like just saying that because I've been sober for a year, but I am saying that because I've been sober for a year because I have experienced things and things that I used to think that I had to be high for, like just one example is going to a concert. Like I actually, I'll say even I went to a light show, a laser show, right? Like it was, there was music and a laser show and it was so cool. It was at night. And prior to going to that event, I would either have to be drunk or stoned or both to go to something like that and think that I could that I had to do those things in order to enjoy that. And when I went to this laser show and I was sober for the first time, I wasn't drinking alcohol because I was driving. So I wasn't drinking alcohol. I was not on marijuana. 
100% sober that night, not on mushrooms, not on any psychedelics, nothing. And I had the most fun. I was raging. (laughs) I was dancing my butt off. I had sweat all over. I was just laughing and kids were making fun. Kids, like teenagers, were making fun of me, like dancing next to me and making fun of my dance moves and stuff because, and I didn't care. I was just having literally the time of my life because I was living, I was living in my life and I was so fully present and I just, I, I was ecstatic. Like I was on ecstasy without being on ecstasy. And it was amazing. So I challenge you to quit and you can do it. And if you need support, there's lots of programs. I mean, obviously there's um, rehab, rehabilitation or mental health hospitals that um, I talked about uh, going to a mental health hospital in my previous episode number 17. Um, so if you if you have a mental health issue, that's also a substance issue definitely look into going to mental health hospital. They often have programs for both mental illness and substance use disorders. And um, so I highly recommend that. Check yourself into the ER and say you have a problem. Just get honest, you know. It's hard. Like, it's really hard. But I really want to challenge you that you are not living your happiest life because you are doing drugs. (laughs) Don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) But really, seriously. So, alrighty. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for hanging in there and going through this process with me. I honestly expected this to be like a 30-minute episode and now it's over an hour and I'm like, wow, I really got into it and I think... This was kind of cathartic for me and just really like, I processed a lot of things talking to you guys today. So I appreciate you allowing me to do that. And hopefully you were entertained and hopefully you laughed a couple times either with me or at me. I don't care as long as you're laughing. And I just want you to know we do have a couple partners for this podcast. Um, one of them is LMNT Electrolytes. That's L-M-N-T Electrolytes, like Element, but shortened. Um, these are the best electrolytes on the market. They have no dyes, no added sugar, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or no additives. And they come in many flavors, which are sweetened by stevia and natural flavors. And my favorite is raspberry. Um, once you sign up for a subscription, you can also refer a friend and you would get a free box. But for your first purchase, you can use the link in the show notes. Um, the link is HTTP forward slash forward slash Elemental Labs. That's spelled out Elemental Labs dot R-E-F-R dot C-C forward slash Tiffany Bankhead. And, um, so yeah, get some electrolytes because, you know, that's one thing about being healthy. You gotta have your electrolytes, especially if you're like me and you're outdoors and sweating outside a lot and being active and working out, like start working out, get some electrolytes. 
Um, and the other partner we have today is Wealthfront High Yield Savings Accounts. The best way to save your money is to earn a high amount of interest on it. Seriously, like if you have your money in savings and it's not in a high yield savings account, you're literally losing money. Unlike traditional savings accounts where you might only earn 0.01 or 0.02 interest, you can accrue up to 0.5 interest every month with Wealthfront. Start a savings cash account today and earn 0.5 APY, that's 0.5% annual percentage yield for three months if you use my link, and then 0.45% after that. There's no background check, no credit check, and no minimum deposit required. So go to the show notes and use my link for getting started with saving. Like I said, I have more money in savings now because I quit using drugs. So once you quit using drugs, start saving your money and have your money make money by having a high yield savings account with Wealthfront and use my link so you can get 0.5% interest for three months and then you get 0.45% after that. Thanks guys. Um, Let's say our affirmation three more times. Our affirmation again, just a reminder is I am thriving and living my best life. Whew, that really hits hits hard after after this um winded <laughs> explanation about being sober from marijuana. So I am thriving and living my best life. I am thriving and living my best life. I am thriving and living my best life. You will be thriving and you will be living your best life once you quit using drugs, friends. Thanks for being here today and supporting this podcast. Um, Even though I talk all about myself, this podcast is not about me. It's not for me to get likes or validation. This podcast is to help people who are struggling with their mental health, people who are struggling with addiction in this case. It's for people who are in a tough place and need guidance. This podcast is for family and friends of people who have mental health issues And my mission is to help people and families who've had experiences like mine to know they are not alone in their struggles and to teach them what I did to get better. So please rate this show five stars and give it a follow. Click the share button and share it to uh, your social media or send it to a friend or family member that you know might need to hear this message today. And Please email us your feedback, whether it's praise or criticism, to totallykindofokay at gmail.com. And you can also ask us to discuss a topic you're interested in regarding mental health or wellness in general. And follow me on Instagram for more of my daily life and more videos on mental health and what I struggle with and what I how I overcome it on a daily basis. Um, it's Tiffany Joy Bankhead on Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank I'm so grateful. You were here for a reason today. I just want to say that you were here for a reason today, whether or not you're using drugs, there is a reason that you listen to this. And I really hope you got something out of it. I know I got something out of just talking to you guys today. So again, thank you so much. You make this worth it. You make me 
reassured that I'm doing the right thing. And I love you guys so much. Have a fabulous, fabulous, wonderful day and a wonderful life.